0: Hey everyone! This is Sophie. Welcome to another episode of Chop Maoni. This is Magari
1: Karibusana. How
0: are you doing
1: today? I yeah. am fine. I am having a lazy day, but a jam packed day. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad we
0: made it to record this session today because it's been busy. Yeah. Mm. I think that brings us to the topic that I wanted to discuss, which is the life of entrepreneurs. Hey, hey, hey. And or just the non life. <laughs> that's the truth. Non existent life. Yeah. And how it is just becoming increasingly impossible to juggle. Trying to set up a business and live the rest of your life with some sense of sanity and self-care and all of those things that you don't think about when you're working for somebody else. And I I know there's generally a push. There's a lot of encouragement for youth right now, especially in Kenya. Youth are being told to start mm-hmm. up businesses and do these sorts of things. But I don't know that, that many of them are ready mm-hmm. to be <laughs> for entrepreneurs. For the rejection, <laughs> let's start there. Yeah and mm-hmm. i don't know what your experience has been so you previously have worked in employment mm-hmm. and you've done so for many years mm-hmm. and then you made a decision that you were ready to go out on your own mm-hmm. was that an easy decision for you to make yeah i think it was a very
1: easy decision for me yeah. um, and it was a culmination of different things eh? so yeah. i had worked i i had worked for different organizations over the years yeah. and um uh, there's one I would worked in in with, but in particular, that was uh, I first worked with them when I lived in the U.S. Yeah, and then uh, I moved to Kenya and I started working for them here. Yeah, and my experience working in the U.S. as a non-American. Yeah, and my experience of being in Kenya was very telling. Yeah, because in the America, you're not a citizen. Yeah. you're uh, whatever visa, A B C D G, mm-hmm. whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. visa person. You can't you can't you know form a business if you wanted to mm-hmm. you there are certain rules that you have to live by according to the visa that you're on yeah. right? you have to leave if you have to leave at a certain period of time you have to leave but in kenya yeah i felt that now i've come back to my country mm-hmm. i have the freedom because i'm a kenyan yeah this, ca- this country is for me. Yeah. It is tailored to make me succeed. Yeah. How best can I succeed or take advantage of those opportunities? And mm-hmm. I felt employment wasn't the best way for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, let me, you know, go forth and multiply the monies, <laughs> uh, which was a fallacious <laughs> argument yeah. because uh, it is hard. It is expensive. It's timely. Yeah. To do, to start your own business. Yeah. I also started it at a time when I had just had my first child, mm-hmm. and uh, so that exacerbated the issue. Yeah, it kind of exacerbated, but also helped it along because I, when I left, I had the idea that I'd have a lot more time for my family. Yeah, and that is in a way true because yes. I can tailor my schedule to fit what's happening in school. With with now I have two kids with both of them, so yeah, if there's something happening in the morning. I schedule all my activities later. Yeah, uh, in the afternoon, the same thing. Um, but I am super busy looking for that money because it's not coming unless Regular. I put the effort right. and these school fees to be paid, there are clothes to be bought, there's food to be put on the table. There's life to be uh, lived. Mortgages to be paid. Yeah. So there's no for like, hey, today I'm taking a break. It's like you take a break and be hungry tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> in a sense. I mean, yeah. not literally, but right. you're, what you're doing now is because of the efforts you put in.
0: And how much of what you did in employment helped you when you set out on your own 100 yeah 100
1: percent. what i'm doing in uh, in my company now yeah. i'm a public finance management specialist i learned on the job yeah so everything i do now is on the job yeah but the, the the nice thing about it is that i did a comp i started a company based in the area that i am skilled at because i've been trained at yes. trained in yeah. but it's not necessarily my passion I wouldn't mm. be able to come and tell you, I've been dreaming of economics, <laughs> oh my God, public finance. Budgets. I just think about budgets all day and I am just wake up thinking about them. Yeah, I do wake up thinking about them, but not because I'm passionate about them. Yeah. It's because it's my bread and butter.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, if I was to, someone asked me this the other day, if you were not doing what you were doing now, mm-hmm. or if you were, were making money, uh, if you were to invest in your passion, would you be doing public finance management? And I said, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, I said I probably would be a carpenter of all things. Mm. I probably would have been doing carpenting because that was my inclination when yeah. I, was, I was between jobs. I was like, I should just be fundy. start doing fundi stuff. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, it's really fulfilling. I tried that for a little bit and then I decided I need to go where the money is yeah. more. And that's why I'm in my skill area.
0: Yeah, Yeah. That's really interesting because I think that's one of the things that many of us miss especially when we're talking to young people and telling them you need to start a business Mm -hmm. and we know that they don't have any of that background that Mm -hmm. you gained while working for somebody else Mm -hmm. where your focus was doing your job not in worrying about salaries payroll um finding the business Mm -hmm. and all of those things that you know business Mm. owners have Mm. to think about Mm. so you can explore to your full potential Mm. your likes and dislikes about a particular field that you're in and then decide whether it's something that you'll always want to do or find something else especially when you're young it's it's good it's important to explore but
1: lazima yeah there are people i honestly believe there are people who are born to be entrepreneurs and others just be employed
0: yeah, and there's nothing wrong and with either n- of those. Ab- I 100% agree with yeah. you, Sophie.
1: There is no shame in it.
0: Yeah, in saying I must get a paycheck yeah. regularly or I must go yeah. and strike it out and yeah. maybe find gold. Yeah. So my experience was completely different from yours. Mm. Um, I went to school to be a scientist. And you know the usual career path for graduate scientists is to end up in either academia or in a lab sort mm-hmm. of setting, doing research. You know, You know that image mm. of a scientist. Mm and so after my my studies i got that one year of working and this was in the us one year of working in in a lab setting and you know, doing mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. And then when that year wound up, it was now time to come home. And the same experiences that you had. I wasn't a citizen, so mm-hmm. I couldn't pursue to the fullest mm-hmm. the kind of career that I thought I wanted to do, which was in forensics. Mm-hmm. So forensics, in at least in the States, it's limited to people who are citizens of that country. Cause Is it? it? Yes. Because it deals with law enforcement. So, you know... When you're hiring cops, police people, you mm. want them to be citizens of your <laughs> country, yeah? Mm. So that was really difficult to get into. And it was such a shock for me because I just thought the natural progression was, hey, I'm a graduate. There's an opportunity mm. that I could get into it. Mm. So after trying to explore different ways. That's so ways,
1: interesting. I had no idea. Yeah.
0: Mm. And I didn't know this until I got into it, you know? And after really chasing it and looking for ways, even people offered marriage as an option. Mm, so you can become a citizen. So, and <laughs> I was just like... It's, it's not that, that serious. <laughs> it's really not that serious, mm. you know. Um, and then coming home and being really green, because I had really only worked in in those sorts of settings. Mm. There were labs and mm. and then again I was working for other people. I was not the business owner. Mm. And then coming home and then being thrown into the deep end of starting a business mm. and having absolutely no clue mm. as to how to do it, how to even register a business i remember when i when i left uh, after high school to go to the u.s i didn't even have an id because mm. i left before i could get one so the first thing i had to do was register myself mm, again as my a goodness. kenyan mm. yeah so it was getting an id i remember that time uh opening a bank account wasn't like now you needed a referee you mm. needed someone to yeah, vouch for you my goodness We're to open so it's like <laughs> yeah you know, and then I was still in my 20s. Uh. I was in my rocking 20s. Mm. So I had all this, you know, worldly view of what it would be to be a businesswoman. And then being plunged into it. And then having a, lo- a lot of money was thrown at me mm-hmm. to set up a lab. Oh, really? Yeah. From where? My, my, my folks. my uh-huh they like, this is great. This is awesome. You could be the pioneer. And they had this huge lofty dream dreams. Mm-hmm. And I was the one to live them out. And mm-hmm. of course, at that moment, I was also really excited about mm-hmm. the potential of doing all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's one thing being excited. It's it's another complete reality in running an actual business mm-hmm. and learning that, you know, there are things like VAT which have to be filed regularly. You need an accountant. You need a lawyer to read your contracts. And, and I had no clue on how to do any of those things which for me was really tragic because my parents who also went on to become entrepreneurs had been previously employed, Mm -hmm. had worked either in the civil service or in Mm -hmm. private sector Mm -hmm. for a long and extended period of time so Mm -hmm. they knew what it takes to become Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur but neither of them saw it fit (laughs) to to like pull me aside and be like this is the process these are the struggles Mm -hmm. because a lot of entrepreneurship is just like who told me
1: but they all, all being fair, though, yeah. to your parents, your parents' struggles probably, they think uh, it's centered around money mm-hmm. and not having the capital to do A, B, C, D. Then they were like, see, capital is capital. not a pro- problem. Yeah. And so now?
0: Yes. Yeah. But that just meant a lot of added pressure on me mm-hmm. To then return the investment. Mm-hmm. I had this anxiety about losing it all mm-hmm. and failing and then having wasted their money, mm-hmm. which is always a fear when our parents, African parents, are involved that we have wasted their money either in studying the wrong thing mm-hmm. or in not getting a job after all mm-hmm. that study mm-hmm. or in losing a money that they loaned you to start up a business. Yeah. So I had a lot of that anxiety that really, right now that I've had the opportunity to look back, affected my performance. Mm-hmm throughout that period of, of time. And, and I can honestly say, in hindsight, I was not ready. I was mm. not in any way prepared for, for that mm. experience. And, and I've learned a lot in that if somebody was trying to set up a business, I have a lot that I can teach them yeah. and be like, these are the things that mm-hmm. you need to do. And I came across this interesting article that said, actually, the best time to start a business as mm. an entrepreneur is when you're in your 40s. Really? Yeah, Why? which is really encouraging because usually in our 40s, now we think, I, I who, which one, they've all been done. Yeah. I. But in your 40s, you've experienced much of life and you know, mm. first of all, you know what you're good at. Mm. Okay, either through employment and usually through employment. You know what you like. Mm-hmm. You've learned the ropes, mm-hmm. hopefully at somebody else's job. Mm-hmm. So those are the, you have the networks. You've built networks over the years mm-hmm. of working. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. those are could be your potential mm-hmm. customers. You know the hurdles. You have usually have a credit history by then. So even if it's getting money from a mm-hmm. bank, you've built up your credit. Mm-hmm. So you have all these things that are going on for you. You've had mm-hmm. children, if you wanted them, you've had them by mm-hmm. then. So they're older, so they're not you know going to, You're Mm. not going to be struggling with work life. Except when it's us. Except when it's us, older (laughs) women. But for the most part, you can see that trajectory. I, I,
1: I... I would not have thought that. I know it that really is really interesting. Me. I would have thought that you start early, mm-hmm. get learn the mistakes, make the mistakes early, and then by the time you're late thirties, forties, you're like, okay, now um, now the other businesses were kind of crazy.
0: Now <laughs> this new idea that I have yeah. for
1: sure will succeed.
0: Yeah, but now the flip is that in your 40s, you you've re- you've seen you spent the landscape, all the money that you have. Yeah, you've seen the landscape. Mm-hmm. You've like you've seen how others have made mistakes, and you're like, I can avoid that. I can do this, mm-hmm. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I know this is what works. you know. So you're bringing a lot of that work experience into your process. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, really and it's a, it's something that I'd be going back and forth with. Mm-hmm. you know there's these people who have this idea of um, that you know you set out to do this thing and you were so brave and mm-hmm. you know you were you were the pioneer and I'm like, actually what really helped mm-hmm. was I was naive. But also, you know, you, you see the narrative of uh,
1: successful entrepreneurship these days yeah. is young dropout, school dropout, the Bill Gates, the Steve Jobs yeah. uh, kind of narrative where, yeah. you know, just boots, you know, Zuckerberg. scrap it. Yeah, yeah. be scrappy, bootstrap where you can, when, although Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg didn't really bootstrap, they were, came from rich families. Even um, jobs. Yeah, and <laughs> so that, and we kind of take that onto ourselves and we're like, you know, if I'm going to make the money, I better start now. Because Bill Gates, by the time he was 30, he was a millionaire. Yeah. And I, if I if I follow his path, I'm like, no, no, no. There's one Bill Gates. One. One. You have not heard the story of the trail <laughs> of oh, dead bodies I'm of entrepreneurs who started and uh, have failed. So yeah. And that's take not a story that
0: we share. You know, yeah. it's not something that... It's nothing... No one invites you as a failed business person yeah. to give a talk. Yeah. They only invite the successful ones. Yeah. They don't invite... Oh, you you crushed seven businesses. You should come and talk to this group of youth. You know, nobody. Yeah. Mm. And so it seems like there's a great opportunity and platform. Exactly, I agree for people who mm. have failed and have tried again and have failed and have tried again and continue on yeah. that journey of finding mm. that thing that works mm. for them. Mm. Um, here's an interesting question for you. So you've set up this business. Mm. Um, what do you see in terms of your legacy for biz- for this particular business for expertise? global consulting. Do you see it as something that mm. your kids will come into their children? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. It no, 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 expand no, no. Mm-hmm. No.
0: This is my business. Conglomerate. This is
1: my 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 decision uh-huh. to do what I'm doing. I yeah. have no expectations of my kids to do it. Uh-huh. And I'm setting them up for failure because I've struggled to get to where I am. Yeah. And uh, it's not because um, and I don't, it's not that I don't want them to struggle, I want them to struggle at something that they want to do, mm-hmm. their own passion, right? Yeah. Um, and so for me, I want, essentially, I want this business to be uh, profit-making yeah. and to be able to sustain uh, our, me and my husband's needs in the future when we're older, mm-hmm. uh, it will grow. And I, I hope it will continue. Yeah. Uh, I won't have to sell it to somebody and then like just be done with it. I, I wouldn't mind selling it actually if it became really successful, I, I would. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that person who's really emotional about that. Yeah. But but um essentially i would hire someone to take it over and then i'll just be getting uh, some paycheck so that we can live uh, into the sunset <laughs> <our> sunset years <laughs> yeah. um it's really really essentially i want it to be a profit make- making venture mm-hmm. for future to go, for years to come i see uh, the big uh, businesses that's in the in the states that started off a long time ago yeah. and still continue to this day i kind of have that vision yeah. for for this company mm-hmm. i don't expect my children to come and take over. If yeah. they want to, fine. Yeah. If they don't want to, there are other people who can who do who that. Can this. Yeah. I will pass them my shares. Yeah. They can be directors. But they don't yeah. necessarily need to be the CEOs. Because they could run it into the ground. And that, <laughs> that just defeats the whole purpose. But and you've seen a lot of companies, who mom have and pops, done that. who have become successful businesses. Yeah. They give it to their kids. And their kids are like, running it into the ground. Yeah.
0: and But this is the, the difference though. Because... Mm. I think the ones where the company has been running to the ground usually has been because the parents sort of delayed in involving their kids in the mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to think about the, the classic stories of the Indians in mm-hmm. Kenya mm-hmm. and Indians all over the world. Yeah. Who started the small corner shop, the guy was selling buttons. Mm-hmm. And then during the holidays, his son or his daughter came into the shop mm-hmm. and was working the register yeah. and, and learning the business mm-hmm. and, and slowly, the thing grew, and and then when it came time for the kids to go to school, because they had been nurtured in that family business, mm-hmm. the father was like, you know, for this company to continue, it, we will need lawyers, we'll need accountants, mm-hmm. we need business developers. So why don't you, my children, go out there and study those things? Mm-hmm. And then when you come, the, you can take this to the next level that yeah. I've not been able to
1: I think I think there is there is some merit to bringing your children to work I, yeah. I sometimes I struggle with that with my business because it's, I'm like so we do economics and write yeah. reports it's really hard to yeah. tra- translate if you're selling sweets or mattresses it's much easier to yeah. bring your child to work right yeah. um and I do th- it's important to bring them to work to see what you do. Yeah. Uh not necessarily with the sole vision of getting them to take over the job the the business. business it yeah. would be great if they did. Yeah. But if at a minimum, to learn what it takes to run a business, yeah. to learn what ups, ethic. the downs, what e- ethic, yeah. what how a business runs, yeah. uh, hiring, firing, mm-hmm. behavior in a workplace, what's acceptable, what's not uh, acceptable. Yeah. yeah, um, having them learn that, is, I think, is really important, and yeah. I would bring my child to to do that. And um, if if I if you were to ask me, uh, you know, yes, bringing my children, I'd be like, okay, we need these go and study. I would always tell my child to study business. If they don't know what they want to do, just study business because business is applicable anywhere. Anywhere. You can study business and go be a seamstress. (laughs) You can study business and even be a nanny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could. Yeah. But (laughs) you would know how to manage your money and where to invest and business is just like the best foundation for it all. But I think you don't just learn it in university. You also learn it like in life or in your job. Like my son right now, he's having a time of his life having a lemonade stand. Mm -hmm. And this little kid is making... He's making cash <laughs> He's making cash I'm not Because yeah. I'm spending A lot of money Buying lemons And all these things It's it's a loss making <laughs> Enterprise you. But for him He's learning A lot about uh, Work ethic Employees Like the other <gasps> He hired staff uh, Processes This is a person Who gives the juices. This is the one Who takes the money This <laughs> the is the one Who was. washes the cups Advertising Because he sends people To the different houses And yeah. they're like Lemonade such YouTube kids. Yeah, Um but those are important lessons for him to to have the satisfaction of earning money from your sweat, and then using that money. Then we're also trying to do like, okay, fifty percent goes to savings. Yeah, twenty percent you give to charity, charity. Yeah, and the other you can do whatever you want. Yeah, Um and so for him, I, it's it's quite it's quite nice. And I think at different stages, because he's five, yeah, he'll learn different things things along know? the way. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and that's. For me, what I see, especially for us as Africans, is mm-hmm. that gap in, in the transitioning of where we're building businesses, not just for making money for now, but for mm-hmm. legacy. Mm-hmm. Either Even if it's not your children who will take over, but it's a business that will stand the test. Mm -hmm. It'll be the Walmart of the ages Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. like that. We kind of are short-sighted where we're thinking, I just needed to get to retirement and then Mm -hmm. I can sell it or I can walk away. Mm -hmm. But we're not thinking about legacy. I mean, we right now we jointly have Kichwa Toes, which is our skincare product line. Mm -hmm. And every time when I sit back and think about where I want this to go, Mm -hmm. I get, sort of overwhelmed and i'm like it could be so much bigger Mm -hmm. than either one of us our children could ultimately Mm -hmm. have the opportunity even if they're not running it directly to get an income from it you Mm -hmm. know they could be shareholders they could be trustees Mm -hmm. or whatever those different permutations of exist out there Mm -hmm. but that's the kind of thing i i'm trying to think about like where could it go and if more of us thought of our businesses in that sense mm-hmm. in terms of legacy mm-hmm. like how far do you think you could take it and mm. and we don't have many of I, I when i look at the businesses that exist mm. you know like nakumat collapsed when it you know you're just like nakumat yeah. was one of those that started Classic off mismanagement cases yeah, yeah and it started off you know as yeah. little selling mattresses mm-hmm. in nakuru and then yeah and it blew
1: us, I mean, it was regional, you know, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I mean, and even thinking about legacy, yeah. um, one of the things I do struggle with is um, is finding the right people mm-hmm. to, to work with. I'm not talking about clients, I'm talking within the company. Yeah. Right? Um, yes, I hope my, you know, I would, it would be fine. I would be happy with the kids decided to join. Yeah. But uh, I am alive to the fact that they may not want to, right. which is fine. But yeah. who, who would then take over the business? Yeah. And um, even in my hiring decisions today, I keep thinking, you know, I need to hire people with vision. Mm-hmm. People who see my vision and also have a greater vision yeah. uh, for the success of this company. Yeah. How do you identify those types of people? And and it's tough because these these days when you hire people they only want to know how much money they're getting yeah yeah and how much leave they're getting (laughs) and you know everybody everybody just wants the quick buck they just want to be paid to sit do the minimum work for maximum pay yeah and just leave and so I I don't know if our education system has even helped to be honest Um, I don't I mean mean, there's some people who are just you know scrappy like who will do it yeah Um, but it's so hard to find those Mm -hmm. people and sometimes you find that they're there, but they don't have the skills and you have to train them. Um, and training is not an easy thing. no. Especially when you're, you're an entrepreneur and you're busy and you're meeting clients and yeah. you're writing proposals. Training is not the easiest, most conscious thing to do. Mm. Um, and even, even even, if they're working side by side with you, mm. you may be doing a proposal, but you're not necessarily necessarily transferring those skills to that person right. who's working next to you. Yeah. And I do find that a lot where um, you're so busy and then you say, okay, I can't do this. Can someone do this? And the quality they give you, you it's like you have to start again from scratch. Yeah. Um, and that can be very, very challenging. Um, I do have some great people that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is you find great people and then they leave. They leave, yeah. Yeah. Um, So just trying to think about yes, in terms of legacy, you want a legacy, but how do you get that legacy if you don't have the right people Mm -hmm. in place to carry it through? Yeah, I think that's why people, a lot of people, hire their their sons and daughters because they're (laughs) like, this is your bread and butter. If you don't work here,
0: you work nowhere. Yeah, and that's a really good question, and I think maybe it starts much earlier, like you were saying, with your son and his lemonade stand, Mm -hmm. where he learns those. You know, beyond making money, he's learning life skills. Mm And, you know, I think what that means then is for us parents to get more involved in that aspect of Mm -hmm. our children's lives, especially if we are entrepreneurs, make that time to be like, let's talk about what a business is, what it mm. does, what it means when I hire somebody mm. and the ripple effect of me hiring people because, mm. you know, they can also go on and start their own businesses and how those sorts of businesses can change entire communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And change people's lives. So I, um, it, it, I think it requires a complete dynamic shift to understand why it is that you exist as a mm-hmm. business. Is it only to make money? Mm. Or is it for for much more than that? Is it to, to actually have an impact on people's lives mm-hmm. in a good way, yeah. in a way that people even see themselves as better, mm-hmm. and you know, and can buy into your vision, and can right? buy into yeah. your vision and say, yeah, this is my vision for this. I might be selling mandazis, but let mm-hmm. me tell you how I see mm-hmm. this mandazi making <laughs> <No>. process. <laughs> yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. it's it's all it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and explaining that, and mm-hmm. even with your co-workers, and being like, this is what my vision is for this mm-hmm. company. Um as, as much as I like you being here and, <laughs> and you know, yeah. but this is where I'm going with mm. this. And if you can't onboard, yeah. I need to release you so that you can find that thing that does that for yeah. you in the way that it does that for me. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and that has happened with my mother. She's run her company for almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. And she's gone through that process of hiring and training and getting them to the level of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. And then they leave. Mm-hmm. And I've always asked her, like, don't you feel... I've spent all this time yeah. growing you and nurturing you and they leave you and she's like, but that's the whole point, mm. you know? I wasn't getting them so that I could keep them. They're not mine, mm. I get them prepared for the world mm-hmm. so that when they go out there, they can be like, yeah, I walked there and everyone can be like, yeah, we've heard about, that company the people that come from there are always like yeah they're like this like Mm. this like this so and that is her legacy yeah Mm. it might not be that i would have inherited a company because there was no opportunity for that discussion Mm -hmm. which in a way it makes me sad that that was missed Mm -hmm. because maybe i might have been interested i might have been interested Mm -hmm. i might have been great at it Mm -hmm. i'm you know anything could have come from that but that's what it is you know there's also that generation of parents who don't really talk to their kids mm-hmm. about those sorts of mm-hmm. fundamental issues um do you talk to Pedro about your work and yeah, about your work? yeah i is do i mean every time like when i'm either working at home on something they're like what are you doing mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm writing a report yeah. and they're like okay you make boring. kids my, like the other day <laughs> uh, my son was like
1: Mummy, what do you do? Anyway, you just sit on the computer all day. Daddy <laughs> yes. is the one who works. And it was like, Wow, 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 Because you know, all his is more tangible. He's a pilot. So yeah. they see the plane, they see the staff, they see they the see uniform, uniform. You know. Yeah. yeah, I'm just there typing away on my computer. <laughs> no zero appreciation for the amount of work that I do. Yeah. And I mean I would like to bring them to work one day and sit with them and just I don't know if they will get the sense of what I do. I don't yeah. think so because I still sit and write on my the laptop computer, all day, yeah. right? And You know, give orders here and there. Not orders, like, you know, (laughs) give work here and there. But you would not have the appreciation of what I do until...
0: You came there. And I think that's what happened with me and my mother's situation. I did not appreciate what she did for the longest time. Mm. I knew she She traveled. I knew mm -hmm. she had clients. Mm. But I hadn't seen her interviewing. You know, if imagine if you were interviewing for a new hire or somebody. Mm. And you're like, this is my son. He's simply observing. He wants to yeah and then they saw you asking questions and then they see their mother in a powerful position and they're just like she kicks (laughs) ass my mom rocks you know so and then your kids can start developing interest like what is where where, where do i see myself in this scenario do i want to be the
1: interviewed or the interviewer yeah do
0: i want to be sitting on this side of the desk Mm. asking those sorts of questions Mm and you know what is work really about mm-hmm. so those are the sorts of things i'm i'm now thinking about and I, I again being in my 40s i think i've had the life experience where now i can mm-hmm. look at it more broadly and be like wow mm-hmm. if i want to do this what is it for is it mm-hmm. for money mm-hmm. or is it for much more does yeah. it empower communities because ultimately and even even when i started my first entrepreneurship exercise it was really about empowering communities mm-hmm. changing people's lives and having impact mm-hmm. And I think that remains my, my goal in whatever mm-hmm. it is I end up doing. is yeah. like, does it make a difference yeah. for more people than me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah.
1: So, entrepreneurship rocks. I it's think you're doing a fantastic job, Sophie. I'm so proud of you. Thank you um i think too, not everybody thank you thank you you rock not everybody it's not for everybody that, i mean ultimately even when when we're starting our businesses we have to employ people so not everybody can be an entrepreneur And they shouldn't be yeah just just yeah you can have a side hustle <laughs> yeah that's, there's no shame in that yeah so you can be a side a side hustle entrepreneur. that's yeah. fine. but uh it's not for everybody so it's no shame in your game yeah uh some of the most successful all the people we
0: laud as successful ceos they're all employed do you see well, now? Well, Colimo was employed. Mostly employed. The yeah. guy of Centum, yeah. <laughs> truly employed. All the big banks, yeah. all, all employed. All the
1: people we are looking at are employed. So there's no shame in that. It's prestigious.
0: Yes. Um, it's They're all employed. Yeah, yeah. it's tough, So... Yeah.
1: Uh, but I am glad I took the journey I did. I don't regret it. I am mm-hmm. happy. I don't think I can be employed again. Although sometimes when th- the money is not coming in, I start looking at <laughs> jobs like, hey, say so I can just go back. But I'm like, no, never. <laughs> not out of any principle. It's just sad. I don't think I can go back. Yeah, because
0: um, you, you're in a different, totally different mindset. Yeah, yeah. But also. who knows? Never say never. No, you are open to it. I yeah. mean, if it presents itself and it's worth your while, you're yeah. like, okay, maybe I'll do it for yeah. this period of time. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, that happens also. People, yeah, their businesses get bought and then they're hired to into run those their businesses. business yeah. So it could be. Yeah. Although most of the ones I've heard, they eventually quit just because they can't, their vision <laughs> is uh, subsumed into someone else's vision. But yeah, yeah so
0: yeah more part to you let mm. us know what you think about this um are you thinking about setting up a business what sort of business what are your dreams for your business do you mm. think your children would appreciate it if you give them a piece of that pile they're like hey never ever i've never <laughs> wanted to do what you do mm. um yeah talk to us on all our platforms we'd love to hear from you yeah thank you everybody until the next time bye bye